Joining me now is Pastor Tom Haskell. He is uh, with me, and I'm so happy to be joining him, my good friend Larry Taunton, also Sam Sorbo, and Eric Metaxas will be with us in Birmingham, Alabama this weekend. And help me welcome the pastor of Grace Baptist Church there in Cape Carl. I got good friends there in Cape Carl, president of Founders Ministries in the Institute of Public Theology. Pastor Tom, thank you so much for being on with me. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, thank you so much, C.L. I look forward to meeting you. So this is wonderful to have this conversation before we meet Thank you so much for that, Pastor. And listen, let me ask you this, and uh, kicking off our, our conversation here today, we will be conducting uh, a three-day uh, seminar and speaking tour together uh, in Birmingham with the title, uh, Understanding What's Happening in America. Larry was on with me yesterday, Pastor, so I'm going to ask you the first opening question, uh, the same as I ask him, what is happening in America, we need to investigate. Right. Well, I think uh, we can answer that from different levels. On one level, we are being played. Uh, we are being manipulated by sinister forces. Um, and we can look at that politically. We can look at it culturally, educationally, religiously across the board. But on a more profound level, as you and I would uh, probably naturally think of it, I believe that God is judging us. And it's a Romans 1 kind of judgment. He's giving us up to our own passions that are contrary to him. And so this is fundamentally a spiritual problem as well as all those other areas that I just mentioned. Let's talk about that reprobate mind that you are referencing, Pastor, there in uh, Romans 1. God turned them over because their foolish hearts, Scripture tells us, was darkened. And, and, and listen, Everything that's described there in Romans 1, folks, I am telling you, if you look very closely, you will see that it is indeed, indeed coming about in our modern time. And, Pastor, is that reprobate mind permeating all of our American society, and are we seeing it in other parts of the world? Uh, yes, sir, I think so. And, of course, you know, living here, so I'm more tuned to hear. I uh, traveled a little bit, and I've got friends and contacts around the world. I uh, spoke to a gentleman yesterday from Australia who was just uh, lamenting the fact that what we've been describing going on here for the last several years is infiltrating the spheres that he operates in there uh, down under. So this is a worldwide problem. But here in America, I, I think we have to own it more significantly than other nations. God has been so good to this nation with all of our sins, with all of our shortcomings, all of our failures. God has indeed blessed this nation in uh, wonderful ways, certainly in the modern area and unique ways. And we've taken those blessings and we've turned them into platforms to rebel against them. So that today, people who uh, live off of the largesse of his blessings would just assume curse him and ridicule his law as to have attempt to have one right thought about him. And those of us who know this God, uh, we need to be speaking up for him and calling, especially his people who trust Jesus Christ to repent and to get up and by faith stand firm and to call 
our friends, our neighbors, our political leaders, everyone, to a humble, repentant faith in the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I feel that burden very, very deeply right now. Amen. Amen. Uh, He is the only hope that we have, and he is the only one who can change the heart of man through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, when we talk about engagement of the clergy, pastors, um, rabbis, even imams around uh, this country, is there a reluctance, particularly in the Christian church, both of you, both of us, uh, I I believe you, myself, and Larry are all uh, from the Southern Baptist uh, flavoring there. And so uh, I think we can speak to this uh, with some uh, clarity. Is it uh, still uh, a hurdle for pastors in uh, the evangelical um, uh, congregations to actually engage themselves in politics? And is it appropriate for them to do so? We should discuss this. Talk, Pastor. Let's hear yes. from you. Great question. And, and yes, uh, there is. There, there's, and I think there's multiple angles on this. And some do not want their churches to become political action committees. And I'm in that camp. I've stayed in that camp a long time for most of my ministry. And that's a right concern. I don't want to be co-opted by any political party, any political agenda. Uh, But then there are others, I fear, who are uh, just not thinking lightly about kingship, lordship of Jesus Christ. Christ's lordship doesn't end at any political party. It's not exclusively political party, but it doesn't end the political processes. And so he is Lord over the state. He's Lord over all jurisdictions. And the will of the church to rule the state is a simply fact that in God's world, Jesus Christ does rule the state. And so those passages, like verse 22 and Romans 13, describe civil authorities as God's deacons, they're his servants. And if we know God, who read that, that from his word, are unwilling to tell people like President Biden and uh, governors in our cities and city council members and police officers and others that Jesus Christ is Lord over them and that they are his servants, who's going to do it? Nobody's going to do it. And yet so many pastors I've found in, in the last several years especially have just been very hesitant to even believe that or have a conversation about it, much less to say it without fear or embarrassment, but it's true. Christ is Lord over everything in all political processes. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an American citizen. I'm a Christian, first and foremost. But as a Christian, I've been called to be a citizen king in this constitutional republic. So we don't have a king in the United States, praise God, but that means that all of us are citizen kings. Well, what, what's my responsibility? I'm to love my neighbor. I'm to seek to do what is best for my neighbors. And voting for some of the agendas that have been set forth by uh, the Democrat Party and others who have advocated socialism and even communism at points, to vote for that or to stand silent in the face of that being promoted, that is a lack of genuine love for our neighbors. And as Christians, we should know better. We've got to think more carefully and we've got to act more boldly in the political arena. Pastor, are there some things that, um, of course, as you and I know, but it's a question that I'm, I'm just wanting to throw out there. You and I know where I'm going with this. Are there some things that belong to Caesar? And are there some things that belong to God that we are, for the sake of conformity, 
uh, are now beginning to compromise as far as uh, our witness, our testimony here on this earth. Can you speak to that? Yes, that's another great question. That renders to God the things that are God's. And what we need to immediately understand is, well, Caesar is God's. <laughs> Caesar doesn't have a little realm that belongs to him that God can't touch. Well, God rules Caesar. Caesar belongs to God. And so, yes, to be civil authorities, and yes, those authorities operating in their proper spheres, the authority that's been vested in them by God, uh, we are. You're breaking up on us. You're breaking up on us, Pastor. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just out from not moving, but let me see. Is that any better? That's much better. Thank you. Okay, good. You bet. Yeah, so uh, Caesar belongs to God. Caesar doesn't have a sphere that God can't touch because God is the one who created the world and created Caesar. Caesar belongs to him. And what we saw in 2020 was atrocious, in my estimation, when Caesar said, don't meet. And uh, so we didn't meet. I mean, of course, when the, this first the announcement of the pandemic, nobody knew what we were dealing with. And so as good citizens and trying to be loving, uh, I think nearly every church backed off and said, okay, we'll be careful. But after the two weeks to stop the spread or stop the curve or lower the curve, uh, that passed. And then more questions began to come and months dragged on. To continue to hear civil authorities telling churches no, you can't meet, or you can meet online, or it's just as effective if you do this. And I'm thinking, why is the Church of Jesus Christ taking marching orders from civil authorities? And I, I believe that it was a, an exposure of some of the superficiality of our Christianity that we have today, and a failure on the leadership of Christian churches more than others, that we have not recognized the distinctions between the spheres of authority that civil authorities have been given by Christ to operate in and the spheres of authority in the church that we are to operate in. And so, yeah, I think that we abdicated a great deal of our responsibility uh, over 2020. And um, by God's grace, that's been exposed. I hope we'll repent and that we'll see a healthier, more courageous Christian leadership rising up in the wake of it. Pastor Tom Haskell is on with me, and uh, he is pastor of Grace Baptist Church on the beautiful place of Cape Coral, Florida. And uh, in fact, I'll get with you, Pastor, and, and tell you who my friends are there uh, in, in Cape Coral. You very well may know them. But I, I, want to, I want to probe this a little bit deeper, and I hope that you can stay with me through the short break that will be coming sure. up, up soon. Uh, but Pastor uh, Haskell, I, I, I want to ask this then of the congregants who are beginning to return to various congregations across the country after the shutdown and the shutout and all that type thing. And I totally agree with you. Uh, those of us who claim we can go boldly before the throne of God, we cower before elected officials, friends. Uh, something is just not right with the way you're saying it and the way you're doing it. Something is just not right with that. So my question then, in light of that, and Pastor, we may have to answer this on the other side, something to ponder. Uh, but my question will be to you when we turn back is, is there then a dumbing down? We talk about a dumbing down of our young people in our schools and the dumbing down of our society through the media, the news media, and so forth. But is there a dumbing down in the church of God, of Christians, and who they are, their identity? 
in uh, 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 this earth realm. And I want to talk to Pastor Tom Haskell when I return. He is pastor of Grace Baptist Church, Cape Carl, Florida. And I'm right here in Florida myself, of course, on the other coast. But I certainly look forward to meeting you and becoming uh, acquainted with you, Pastor. We'll all be in Birmingham, Alabama. This weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll be at the Grand Bohemian. Our host is the founder, president of Fixed Point Foundation, Larry Taunton. He will have myself, Pastor Haskell, uh, Sam Sorbo, as well as Eric Metaxas, who will be with us there with you. And you should meet us there if you're within shouting distance of Alabama. You ought to come on in and be there with us at the Grand Bohemian. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryan Show, coast to coast, border to border, over the talk monster, Red State, Red State Talk Radio. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, and uh, you'll see the talk monsters billboard there, about a block away from where they drop the big ball in Times Square, and 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The C.L. Bryant Show pops up there on the big screen, and old C.L.'s face looking right back at you. Thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation right here on this station, right here in the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has known, and that's America. I'm C.L. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I am... thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, coast to coast, border to border throughout the fruited plains of America. And oh, my friends, what a great day it still is in the USA. And don't you ever give up on that. Don't you ever give up on that. And hey, friends, we can't cut and run for the things that are from the things um, that uh, our foreparents have fought, bled, and died for. And uh, we all uh, have come to this place because someone came before us and paid a price. But friends, there is nothing we can do about what happened to granddaddy and grandma and and all of them. There's nothing we can do but appreciate uh, the strength that God gave them to make it through so that myself and people like Pastor Tom Askell can have a conversation as free men 
in America here today. There was a price paid, and it's being squandered. And in the church, when we look at the church and, and things that, that had happened in the church as far as uh, the modification of even some biblical truths and teachings that are going on, Pastor Askell, when I um, uh, left, I, I, I posed a question to you about the dumbing down, not just of American youths in, in school, but there must be a dumbing down of their, their parents as well. There must be a dumbing down of their, their religious uh, uh, presentations as well. Uh, talk to us about, uh, is, is that even anywhere close to being um, uh, accurate, uh, or is it just a far-fetched idea that I just threw out? Talk to me. No, I, I think you have uh, hit the nail squarely on the head with that. We've seen this dumbing down across various disciplines in our world today, but sadly we are seeing it in the church. And, and uh, the way that I've tried to describe this last few years is that so in so many ways the church in America, Christians in America, have been canonized just like the Israelites going into the land of promise and yet not maintaining their distinctions. They ultimately were overcome by those people that they were to resist. And that's what's happening in our culture today. And along with that, where we're just adopting the values, the understanding, the way of thinking that those who do not know God have as just standard. Along with that, I see a lack of courage in our modern uh, Christian churches today in, in ways that is, is rather discouraging. If, if I didn't believe in God, I, I just give up. But I see men who know better, who fear people more than they fear God. It's as if the God in heaven who's spoken to us in the scriptures, who sent his son to live and die and be raised from the dead for sinners, it's as if that God really doesn't exist but if we know that God, then we shouldn't fear any person. We should be willing to stand on the truth that's been revealed to us and trust God to do whatever he will as we try to commend what is right and good and true. And yet so often, so often, I just see Christian leaders uh, unwilling to do that. You know, Pastor, I believe you and I can walk together because, brother, we agree. On, uh, on, on that, absolutely, no doubt about it. I'm on with Pastor Tom Askell, and uh, we're going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, and want you to come on out. Pastor, um, give us from a Christian perspective, because in, in many, many uh, instances now, uh, the, the people who are in, in, in power in Washington at this point in time want to vilify us for not loving our neighbors or uh, not being charitable and uh, not being tolerant in all of these things. And you and I know that that is absolutely not the, the case at all. But what damage can the wholesale influx of uh, illegal people into this country have upon us? And what role should the church play in bringing to light the damage, the serious damage that can be done by this? Talk to us. Yes. Well, of course, you know, we're here in South Florida, and, and so uh, we deal with the immigration issue regularly. I've been dealing with this since I've been here 35 years and, and heard heartbreaking stories. Our, our immigration system, I think, is broken in so many ways. It needs to be revamped. So all of that as, as background to look at the problems and the difficulties and throw up our hands or, or to say, well, now then we just have to welcome everyone and have no borders. I mean, that is a, that is a globalist mindset, and uh, that, that is contrary 
to what is right, good, and true and to loving our neighbor. We're not loving immigrants whenever we just close our eyes to lawlessness. And so much of what's being advocated today for illegal immigration is nothing but lawlessness. And we, we train people to break the law if we do not enforce the law or if we, if we suggest to them that it's okay for you we're going to make exceptions for you. Uh, we, we have wonderful uh, first-generation immigrants in our church and all throughout Southwest Florida here in Cape Coral, and uh, many of them paid high prices to go through the process of getting here legally and staying legally. Others who came here through difficulties and got into bind with legal authorities and have worked hard and are working hard to try to get right. I, I want to honor that. Those, those are the kinds of people you want to encourage. You don't want to encourage people who come in with nefarious motives or who are unwilling to honor the law and just throw the door wide open. That's not loving. It's not loving to the people that you're allowing to do it. It's not loving to the people who are here uh, that they're going to impact. And, and we've seen countless stories and uh, effects, bad effects of that open borders policy. So it's not a loving thing to do when we're accused of being unloving. I want to ask, whose definition of love and whose definition of justice are you using when you make those accusations? Pastor, that is the best question uh, that's been asked here today. I'll have one one more for you, uh, and uh, I, I've asked this to everyone. I've had everyone on the show, uh, from Hannity to uh, the Judge Janine to the, the, the guy who sweeps the, the street, who is just important as either one of them. And uh, it, it's always uh, important to me to understand uh, a person through asking them this question. Pastor, um, before you tell us how to get in touch with you and all of that, before we have to sign off here, um, legacy. When it's all said and done and Tom Askell is uh, enjoying his family, you have uh, actually more grandchildren than I do. I have 11. and uh, but But this is the... The question, what do you want us to say about mm. you, and, and what do you leave behind, legacy? Mm. Wow. What a question. You know, uh, CL, I've told people that I'm 64 years old. And, uh, I thought at this stage of my life I would be enjoying my grandkids and pastoring this church and uh, just praising God for his faithfulness over all my life. And, and I'm, I'm certainly doing those things, but I had no vision, no intention in the fights that I'm involved in right now. And I'm working harder and uh, more diligently on more fronts than I ever have before. And sometimes people will ask me, why are you doing this? Well, I think it's a matter of faithfulness on my part. I want to be faithful. I fear God, and I, I don't want to ever quit fearing God. But when I look at my grandkids, uh, I'm motivated for them. I, I want my grandkids to be able to one day if everything continues to go poorly in this nation, if this culture is lost and God does indeed give us up completely, I want my grandkids to be able to dig through the heaps of history and find markers and say, you know what, there were some people who tried to warn us, who stood firm. Look, look, there, there's Paps. There, Paps said this. Paps didn't go along. And if nothing else, to leave them signposts that point them back to the true and the living God to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to the power of God's spirit, to the truth of his word. If God would grant me strength to do that, then uh, I, I want much more. But if he will grant that, 
then I will die content and uh, leaving it in his hands and praying as I do every day. I know you do for, for our grandchildren that the Lord would be merciful to them and raise them up to be mighty in his word and spirit. That's my great desire. Wow. Wow. Uh Pastor, uh, thank you so much for that. And before we go, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and how to get a hold of your work and how to come see you when they're over there in yeah. Coral, uh, in Cape Coral. Yes, sir. Well, I hope everybody will come. And I look forward to, to connecting with you down here, too, since I know you're close now. But you can find everything you need to know about me at founders.org. Founders.org, that's the name of the ministry. Our website is very active. A lot of content there. Uh, we just started this Institute of Public Theology. You can find that at Institute of Public Theology.org. Uh, we started it because of the very things you and I have been talking about. We need leaders. We need to train leaders, Christian thinkers and workers who take God seriously, who are unashamed about him. And then TrueGraceOfGod.org is the name of our church's website, and that's here in Cape Coral, Florida, uh, right next to Fort Myers on the southwest coast. We would welcome you and others coming anytime. It would be my joy to buy you a cup of coffee. Well, Pastor, I certainly look forward to making your acquaintance here in in just a couple of days. And uh, I I believe that the Lord is preparing a way for us. And uh, let's make that uh, path as straight as we uh, possibly can in our testimony. And so thank you so much. Continue to fight the good fight, Pastor Askell. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Thank you. 